You're listening to the Roofing Success Podcast, a show created to inspire roofing contractors to achieve optimal success in their roofing businesses. I'm the host, Jim Moline, the co-author of the book, Internet Marketing for Roofing Contractors, how to triple your sales and turn your roofing website into an online lead generation machine. I'm also the co-founder of Roofer Marketers, the digital marketing agency for the roofing industry. On each episode, I'll be sitting down with industry leaders to talk about their processes, the lessons they've learned, and how to find success in roofing. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Roofing Success Podcast. Can you guys do me a favor? Can, can, there's that subscribe button over there. You want to push that if you got it. If it's right in front of you, just just push it. If if, if there's a review, if there's a review link, can you just leave a quick review for us? Right? Maybe a comment. Saw this. What do you think, Becca? Can they do that? For it won't it, hurt you, and it's going to help us. It's going to help it you. It won't. It won't hurt you. I like that. It won't hurt. It won't hurt. You will have to see my face more often. Because we'll, we'll we'll be sending you more. You'll see us in your in your feeds and such. But hopefully that's a good thing. Hopefully we're providing value for you, and we appreciate that. So I'm excited today because we have the one and only Becca Switzer back. Hello. Back in the house, streaming the live, house, whiter than ever. <laughs> <laughs> streaming live from the mountains of Colorado. So she is very bundled up for the winter time. So <laughs> is that? Can you tell? <laughs> well, that's what you just said. So <laughs> I'm the whitest. I was just look, as I was looking at myself in, in the screen, I was like, man, I've really, uh, I've lost my, my tan, but it's fine. Yep. That's right. You know what, you know, what could fix that a nice beach vacation, you know, send me get... to the beach. I'm down. <laughs> so that kind of leads us to what we were talking about the other day. I mean, there's an opportunity cost to living in those mountains uh, in, in the, in the winter time, right? Like you just don't get the tan that you deserve. You know, it's crazy. The sun is actually still super intense. Like some of the worst sunburns I've ever gotten on my face have been oh, yeah. in the winter up here snowboarding because the snow, everything reflects off. But yeah, this is a, I live at like 9,000 feet elevation way up in the mountains. So even if it's a nice winter day, like if it's 40 or so, and there's no wind and the sun's out, it's warm enough, but the wind is aggressive. So my skin is just not going to see the sun until probably May. Yeah. I know those sunburns from snowboarding. I'm an avid snowboarder myself yeah. and I am of, of Norwegian and Irish descent. And so yeah. the sun and me, just not, not the, this, this, yeah, they, we don't, they, it doesn't work well. So, um, but so there's an opportunity cost to living in those mountains, right? That's sun. And so we, we, we were talking about that the other day that, that in your, in roofing businesses were like business or as business owners, we're always making decisions that have opportunity cost. Right. Explain that to, to, to the audience. Well, it kind of goes back to, there's a consequence to every action or inaction that you take right? Like whether you do something or you don't do something in every given situation, there's going to be a consequence and there's either a cost or a gain. And, you know, one of the things that I see a theme of a lot, which really 
kind of breaks my heart for people is I'll have a lot of conversations with contractors or salespeople who are struggling, right? Like they, they're not exactly where they want to be or they're worse. You know, I've talked to people who are several thousand dollars in debt, really just don't know what's going to happen next about to lose their house, but you know, living in their truck, I've talked to two people who were living in their truck before, um, who were trying to pursue like the roof sales thing. And sometimes you'll talk to people who are like, Hey, I'm not getting the results that I want to get. Like, I really need to, you know, either hire more salespeople or I need to learn how to knock doors better or my closing percentage needs to be increased or I know I'm losing money by not supplementing, whatever it is that they come to me with. And then it's like, all right, well, you've come to the right place. Like, let's, here's all the things that I can identify that aren't going right right now. And here's why, here's how we can fix it. And then you provide a solution. Well, solutions usually cost money, right? If you're going to invest in training or consulting or coaching or software or tools that you need or, or whatever it is to do your job better. Yeah. And a lot of the time people are like, yeah, yeah, cool. Sounds good. Um, I just need a few more months to like save up and then I'll be able to do it. And I yeah. always think like, I always call people out gently in those moments. Cause I'm like, so how long have you been doing this again? Oh, you know, we've been at it for three years, six months, whatever. And I'm like, okay. And, and in those three years, you've arrived at a place where you're not getting the results that you want. Correct. Right. Like, okay. And that's why we're on the phone today. Right. Yes. Cool. So what is it that you think is going to change in the next three months? That's going to get you magically to the place where you're able to afford these things to invest in your company. You know, the, what do they say? The definition of insanity is it's doing mm-hmm over and over and expecting different results. So what people don't understand it sometimes is just the concept of investing. Like when you make an investment in anything, like let's say you're making an investment into stock today. If I put, you know, $10,000 into crypto or I put $10,000 into the stock market or something like that, it's the wrong way to look at that is I'm losing $10,000 today, right? Like I'm spending that money, I'm putting myself deeper in the hole. When the truth is what investing is, is today you're spending money so that tomorrow you can see a return or in six months or in a year or in five years, you can see a return, right? So the same thing has to be true for your personal results. Like you could, if you're looking at your business and you're like, I don't have enough salespeople, like we're really struggling. We're getting crushed by our competition because, you know, ABC Roofing over here has like 26 salespeople. Like they're dominating every single area of my neighborhood cool, you have a program that's proven to work and people have gone from six people to 36 people in six months. That sounds awesome. Let me call you at the end of the year and I'll get started with that. It's like your opportunity cost, you're going to lose an entire year digging yourself deeper in the hole because you're just not willing to invest in yourself. And that might be time, might not even necessarily always be money. It might be time, energy, what's something you're not willing to let go of that's keeping you from the thing that you say that you want, right? So we can go off into a bunch of tangents. I'll just kind of let you yeah. start off here for a second, but that's kind of the concept that we're getting into here today. Exactly. That and 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 that's like the so it's the investment part that you talked about that that you brought up, right? There's we're looking for such a quick return sometimes, right? That it's like, well, if I this money is coming out of my pocket, I need it back in my pocket quickly. If you have to run your business that way. Um, that's a problem. Yeah. And, and like, so for, for our marketing agency, I have con- conversations with, I've had conversations with probably thousands of contractors at this point in time. Right. And 
And it's the ones that are, that do look at it as an investment the, are the ones that are most successful. The ones that are, that are, that are always uh, trying to measure that, Hey, well, if I put $10,000 in t- today, can I get that back before I need to put another $10,000 in? Because okay. the, it, right. Like let's, how fast can we turn that money? But, and in, when you make an investment, you're not thinking that short term, right? You wouldn't think of that as an investment. Right. You wouldn't think of buying a rental property if you could get your money back the next day or within exactly. the next week. You wouldn't, like you had mentioned with the stock purchase, you may think so with Bitcoin or something like that, right? <laughs> and you might within a day, uh, depending on the day with the swings in the crypto markets. Like, right. But, it, but it, it's the long-term outlook on that. In stock investing, um, it, it's how committed they are. You are to that trade as a like as a stockbroker. Like, are you committed to, to that to where you think the market will go, right? And if you're committed to where you think the market will go for that particular company or stock or or crypto coin, if you're committed, if you're committed that you you're like, yep. If I put if I invest my money here, I have a really strong feeling that it's going this way? How much commitment do you have to that? When you have that commitment, you, you feel more comfortable putting the money in. Yeah. So what we get a lot of times is how do they know, right? How can people know this? They, how do I know that if I, if I put this money in, I'm going to get a return on it? So that's a great question. And I think the first thing is anytime you make any sort of investment, anything, you are assuming some amount of risk, right? Like regardless, I don't know necessarily, even though, you know, for example, let's say Bitcoin, Bitcoin started at a penny at one point, right? And over the last 15, 20, however many years Bitcoin's been around, it's gone as high as 67,000. And it's made 50% corrections, 85% corrections, it's got back up. So we don't always know, no. but we have to make our best sound judgments based on projections of things. And when it, you know, we're talking about different areas here. And of course, I'm going to be talking about this a little bit in the context of what I sell, because that's yeah. just the world that I yeah. live in. But yeah. when I look at something like, let's say that you're looking at a training program, mine, somebody else's, whatever. One thing that you can do is you gather evidence, right? Like, yeah. For example, if somebody, if my program has been out since 2014 and somebody comes to me and they're like, I don't know, your program's really expensive. Like, I know I need something, but how can I feel comfortable pulling the trigger on it? One thing that I can always point to is testimonials. Like, hey, look at the hundreds, if not thousands of people, right? There's thousands of people in the program, just hundreds of reviews of people who share their feedback. Like, what makes you think you're going to be super special and you're not going to get those results, right? Yeah. So there's things like that. There's also commitment to your own, your own actions. Like, are you so convicted in your vision that you're not going to let yourself fail, right? Like I'm going to take this thing that I know works because it works for other people and I'm not going to let myself fail. Like I'm going to do whatever it takes to do that. And I think another easy, easy way to make this decision, a point that I want to make is this. Sometimes people think if they, if they're waiting to invest, right? Like they're just not going to spend any money. They think they're just staying even Well, I'm not spending any money and I'm not getting it, but I'm, I'm staying even, right? What they're not understanding there is that opportunity cost is costing you money, right? 
for every, mm -hmm. like, let's talk about, let's put it in the context of like hiring a new salesperson or a supplement. Supplements is a really easy one to do. Let's say that, you know, you don't know everything about supplements. You for sure are losing money on every claim, but right now you're just not going to pull the trigger on buying Xactimate software, the supplement training, whatever, because that's going to cost you, let's say six or eight grand when, it, when all is said and done. So you're like, well, I'm just, I can't spend the six or eight grand today. Meanwhile, the two claims that you sent off today that you didn't supplement each cost you $4,000, right? So what is each supplement worth to you? What's each claim worth to you? What's each salesperson worth to you? If you're a roofing company and you don't have enough salespeople, and you're trying to, you know, you need to invest in a hiring system and some training so that you can keep these people, make sure that they're badasses. What does the average salesperson in your company do? Well, you look at the averages, you're like, I don't know, the average guy does probably about 450,000, the average guy, right? We got people that do way more, yep. we got people that do less, but let's just say 450. Okay, so one single good person for you this year means $450,000 in revenue and whatever that would be, you know, I don't know what that would be for for your bottom line, 45K, something like that, maybe a little bit more. So each person for your bottom line, your profit margin is $45,000, but you can't invest a couple thousand dollars today to get one, two, three, four, five, 10, 20 of those people this year. Like yeah. you have to shift how you think about spending money in the context of investing in your company or in yourself. For sure. And I, I think that the, there is a person, there, there's a personal thing to it. What you said was, you know, if you're going to take this and you're going to make it happen, yeah. like some people won't make it happen. They want things to happen for them or to them. Right. They, 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 they won't like, I think um, they buy just, the gym membership, but they that's won't right. go to the gym. Perfect. I did my part. They'll buy the online course. They won't log in once once yeah. right like they buy the weights they never pick them up yep those types of people it's like i'm sorry but nobody can help you like if you're not That's going right. to just pay unless you're literally talking about outsourcing everything where you go i'm just going to pay for somebody else to do everything but most things Time are or money exactly, yeah right but most things are going to require some sort of involvement it's going to require some That's sort of commitment to action from you so are you willing to do that yeah I have a, a, a guy that I know out in Colorado, actually, that, uh, that he's a, I guess you would call him a real estate guru. Yeah. And, a, a, you know, he's sold tens of thousands of courses. And, and, and uh, we were talking one time about the, like what you said, the amount of people that don't even log in. It's insane. They write a check and then they don't even log in. They don't, they don't do the work. Yeah. Right. Like, the gym membership that you buy the gym membership and you don't go, you can't expect to win the, you know, fitness competition that's coming up, right? Like if you don't put in the work, you're not going to, you're not going to win. So, but opportunity cost, right? If you buy the program and you don't execute on what was in the program, there's a, there's lost time in all of this. You're going to lose time and that time is money. The longer it takes you to make the right, to, to, to do the right things in your business, the, I mean, the bigger chance of failure you're going to have and the less chance of success, but that one thing can change everything. Right. Like, right. But, and, and it's, I don't know, it's, 
like it's working on your weaknesses, right? Taking a step back from your business and saying, you know, we're really weak in this area. Right. Uh, we just had a, uh, or uh, one of our account managers had a, had a, uh, in our, in roofer marketers had a, uh, a, a meeting with a client recently. And that client was saying like, man, our, our, our booked appointment cost is really high. And, and, and when we were going through it, it was like, yeah, but you, you didn't answer the phone a bunch of times. And then you, and then on the phone, you didn't book an appointment. You said, Hey, I'll call you back. And then, so it wasn't in, but they were looking at the lead cost, the, but really what was, what needed to change. If you take a step back from the business and say, Hey, well, no, it's the appointment set that needs to be changed. Right. Or what you're talking about, if you're, if you're doing insurance claims and you're like, you have a gap in that supplementing side and you're, you're missing out on, uh, on money, on revenue coming in from that, that's where you need to fill that gap. So then you go and you get the training that you need and then you execute right away, <laughs> right away. possible. Yeah. But, and but, if you're the bottleneck, by the way, I just want to mention this, like mm. a lot of the times here's an objection I'll hear. Well, it's, I, I, I know, I know that I know it's going to work. I see, I see the results. I know how much I'm missing. Right. You know, if I did a hundred claims last year and I didn't use that supplement stuff, I probably literally left behind anywhere from a quarter of a million dollars to 450 grand guaranteed. But I just, I know I'm just so busy right now. And like, I'm not a huge computer guy. Like, I just know if I bought it right now, I wouldn't get to it for six months. Remove yourself as the bottleneck. If that's your your problem, don't put that on you. Like there are certain things in my business that if I didn't have an assistant for, it would be like pulling teeth to get me to do it. I would put off the dumbest, smallest shit for yeah. so long. Things that would cause me larger problems down the road that are costing me yeah. opportunity, right? Whether it's answering certain messages or fixing login issues, little technical shit, the stuff that I don't like to do. So if you're that business owner and you're like, well, I know I know that I need it, but it's just, I don't if I if I get it right now, I just feel like I'm gonna be overwhelmed, yeah. then you're not the one that should do it. You have the credit card, buy the thing, get the course, the training, the software, the tools, the computer, whatever it is you need. And then somebody else in your organization, if there isn't one, hire somebody. There are plenty of people out there right now looking for jobs, right? Put that person in place to do the thing and just give them the tools they need. That's what running a business is. (laughs) So, you know, it it just takes, it requires being honest. I think a lot of people just aren't very honest with themselves. Like be honest. If you don't, get the thing that you need today. Again, whatever that is, the training, yep. the gym membership, the, the software, whatever. If you don't get that today and you go through tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next day, the week after the month after that, and you go through 12 months and you keep doing the same thing you've been doing up until now that got you to the point where we're on the phone, where are you going to be? What's going to change? Nothing. Yeah. How much money are you losing? How many good sales reps are you losing? Revenue are you losing? Profit profits are you losing on supplements? Whatever it is, right? Can you afford it? When you add that number up, it's crazy. And I just used an example. Again, these are just easy because supplements is like easy. Yeah, yeah. If you're a super small company, let's say you're a small company that does two million dollars a year with an average claim size of 10k. That's like 200 claims, right? And let's just say your average supplement on those that you're not getting, we'll just keep it like kind of in the middle is three thousand. Six hundred thousand dollars. It 
this stuff blows my That's mind right. contractors. So I'm like, yeah. that is not an exaggerated number. That's a very, in fact, it's conservative. If we take the real number, it's probably more like $800,000 that you're missing. Now tell me that you can't afford to invest five grand, six grand, yep. 10 grand into whatever it is that you need to capture that $800,000. That's right. Right. Whether it's whether like you're saying, whether it's training or hiring, right. Or training and hiring, right. If you're buying, I like to, I like to, I like to say, hire what you procrastinate on. Exactly. What don't you want to do? As soon as I start procrastinating, I'm like, I need someone, I need to hire this or delegate it. Right. Like, and if I don't have someone to delegate it to now, I need to hire that role. That's a role that we need in our company because if I'm slowed down, if it slows me down, it slows the growth of our company down. And that is lost time. That's opportunity cost right there for me to not be doing what I am best at in my business and to be spending time on things that I'm not the best at. And, and that, that taking that dollar per hour, whatever, however that would work out would be crazy if you did right. the math on it. Right. And so, so thinking about it in those terms, if somebody, if, if you, like you're doing the calculations on the supplementing side of things, that is the, the trucks, the truck wraps, that is, um, you know, the production the, managers, like salary. Your production, mal- yeah, salaries and office manager salary that insurance, like a, a team of, of, you know, a, a one or two customer service reps that are answering the phone on and, and booking appointments and, and making like following up with people and inside salesperson or what, like however you want to structure your business. But that's all of that. Right. One thing like in one, one, one move. So taking a step back from your business, being honest, man, people are so dishonest with the way that they, there's so much ego that comes into business. There's a lot of negotiating with yourself. Right? Yes. Oh well, yeah. It's not that it couldn't be that. It's just that, it's just that right now, like that's, that's what I always hear is people say, well, right now it's just that, you know, I got this going on, this going on. And I'm like, okay, the old adage goes, if not today, when, and again, yeah. if not right now, right now, everything you've done up until this point, that's arrived, has made you arrive at this point here where you're dissatisfied yeah. with where you're at, you're going to, we're going to get off the phone today. You're going to continue on, right? Let's say it's the gym. You go to a personal trainer, you go to a gym and you're like, yeah, I mean, I'm just fat. <laughs> I don't have energy to have sex with my wife, to play with my kids, to walk my dog. I'm sluggish. You know, I'm in this bad habit of, I keep eating, you know, instead of going home and eating a, a salad, I pick up Burger King on the way home. And then because I ate that, I intended to go and take a walk around the block, but I was too sluggish and I was tired. So I sat down and I watched TV instead, but, and they're like, okay, well, let's get you on a plan. We can get you on a plan where you work out, you know, four days a week, real easy. We're going to do four days a week for 30 minutes. Anybody can do that. I've got a diet plan here. That's going to be very easy for you to follow. Right. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Well, I know right now it's like I have Christmas coming up and then New Year's and we always have like a big party and there's a lot of food there. And then, you know, right after that, I'm kind of getting ready, like for getting my tax stuff together. And, and, but once my first quarter is passed, then I'll start. Well, guess what? First quarter comes and goes. And now kids are back in school. I'm doing their off school now for spring break. And I got the, so if you don't make the decision today, okay, it's December 15th. You don't make the decision today to do something different. 
when first quarter comes in March, you're going to be 10 pounds heavier, right? Worse relationship with your life, more distance with your, with your wife, more distance between you and your kids. And now you have to dig yourself out of that hole. What's going to change? What does it cost you? It costs you months of your life, months of the quality of your life to not make the decision today to just get rid of your own excuses and take the action that's necessary. And that might be, again, it might be investing in the time, the time to go to the gym and work out. It might be investing in the energy to do the exercise, the money to buy the gym membership or the personal trainer, the accountability or whatever it is. Right. So that's just how people have to start. Like, again, I actually, I took a great note. Gosh, I think it's in my journal. Have you ever heard of Mark Groves by chance? He's a psychotherapist, but he's like super hilarious and just very funny. He has a, he has a program called create the love. Have you ever heard of him? I haven't. No. He's like one of my favorite people, uh, kind of mentors online, but, uh, so I, I flipped right open to it. Okay. So he posted the other day, I watched a live that he did and he said that he had two life life changing questions that had hit him and he wanted to share it with his audience. And he said, what is it that you would most like to create or experience in this life? Like, what is it that you really desire? And that might be like, you know, a, a, a loving reciprocal relationship and partnership. That might be true financial freedom, right? That might be whatever, whatever, whatever you might want to, whatever it is, you identify that thing. And then the next question is, what are you not willing to let go of to get that thing? Hmm. Is it money, time, drinking, bad habits, right? Like, what is it? And again, this requires brutal honesty with yourself. Like, do I really want that thing? Because if you keep saying you want to have a $25 million roofing company, but you're not willing to delegate things out to somebody else costing you time, money, and energy, right? Like, cause you, you're the bottleneck of your company. You're not willing to buy the things that you need to get you to those levels, training, recruiting systems, supplement, supplement training, exact training, whatever. Right. So do you really want to be a $25 million company? Cause you're not acting like it. Mm. Right. So it was just such a great, powerful thing. I was like, Whoa, that was good. <laughs> so, but again, it's, that is good. And, yeah. and that makes sense. I actually had a, had a conversation with someone about this recently and, um, um, and forgot to hit record on the podcast. So you guys will never hear it, but, oh. um, <laughs> but it was, it was around that. Um, and it was around, um, it was around people understanding their true goal and then their, what they are verbalizing and what they want. Right. So like they looking more inwardly at exact, the real things that you want, and then going after that. Uh, we really were talking about, do you really want that $15 million a year company? Right. Yeah. Well, okay. So what kind of revenue would that generate for you personally? Net profit. Okay. Does, is that, is that what you want if to fulfill all of the things that you, you know, that you need in your life? And, uh, and most of the time people just say stuff. Yeah. They just say stuff like they just randomly say that they want a $10 million company. They don't know why or how. And then what you're saying is bringing it back to what you said is then then you don't take the actions that are necessary to actually have that. Right. 
it's just like the, uh, I always have thought this and actually I've experienced this myself. I remember uh, many times, like when I got started in direct sales with Cutco Cutlery, we'd have sales meetings and, you know, they were great just about really like focusing on personal development and challenging you and, and getting you to set goals and stuff like that. And it was awesome. But I remember uh, an exercise one day where we were basically writing like our bucket list mm-hmm. and I was sitting there and I mean, I was 19 years old, right? I was like a kid, but I was sitting there and I was like, you know, they set the timer and we're going to write for 10 or 15 minutes or something like that. And I sat there with my notebook and my pen and I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, is there really anything that I feel like I absolutely have to do in this life right now? Like, and I found myself just writing things that people would write, right? Like ride an elephant in Thailand. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool, I guess. But I'm not like, that's my life's mission. I'm so aligned with that, that if I don't, it's like, and of course I was young at the time. So, you know, we don't have a ton of clarity on who, what are we supposed to be like? What are we trying to manifest with our lives? What is my purpose here? Like my mission, my soul's mission and deepest desire. But as you get older, it's like, what do you really want? And, and clarifying that down, it's easy to just throw answers at the wall. Like I want to be a millionaire, right? Like everybody would say that. That's like, okay, you know what that will require? What is it that when you become a millionaire, Like, let's Mm -hmm. paint the picture. When you become a millionaire, all your dreams have come true. What is that going to give you? Yeah. Uh, And then, then people throw in another bunch of like filler answers sometimes. Oh, Maserati. And you're like, do you really want a Maserati? You live in the Rocky mountains, dude. Like, (laughs) no, you know, so it's like, what do you really want? Like, and for me, I'm going to open my blinds. I feel like my room is getting very dark. Maybe this will make it better or worse. I don't know. I might look more pale. I might look like There's Raleigh. So it's like, I think that made it worse. But clarifying what you want, what that's actually going to give you when you achieve it. Yes. And clarifying what that looks like. Like, yes. For me, I always say, I just want to be able to do whatever I want to do, whenever I want to do it with whoever I want to do it with. That's like my version of personal freedom and success. So what is it now that I have to achieve in order to do that? How much money do I need to really feel like I can do that? So yes. it's just a, a more accurate way to put your real goals. I think on that's right. Really understanding what you're trying, what the end goal is and Uh, I heard this one time, I think it was from a mentor of mine that was, uh, that's it. Like all of this stuff comes down to freedom. Like all, no matter what your goal is, if it's the $50 million company, if it's the $10 million in, in, in your bank account, if it's the, whatever it is, it comes down to freedom. But a lot of times you don't have, like, it's not, it, you're, you're misaligned with the actual dollar amount. Right. And then you may be misaligned with the time and, and effort that it will take to get to that dollar amount right. because that there's a balance there and, and an opportunity cost, right? I, I saw, I saw a, a, a big post thread in one of the roofing groups uh, as I was scrolling uh, today or yesterday or today. And, uh, and it was, the, the question was, was about, would you, I think the question was, would, would you like, uh, would you take, uh, would you rather have, Three percent of a million-dollar company, or six percent of a five-million-dollar company, and there was just a lot of discussion around that, and there was a lot of good discussion. Someone in there threw in, "Well, I mean, if it takes 
all of my time and I don't get and, and I kind of lose my, you know, time with my wife and kids over it. I don't want the, the larger, right? Like you have to know yourself and what you're actually trying to accomplish. A lot of people will say, well, I'm doing this to have time with my kids. I need to make this much money so I can have time with my kids, but they're putting in so much time that they don't have time with their kids to get the money that would take to get time with their kids. Like it's a, like such out of misalignment. And so what you've expressed is you, you want to do anything with anyone, anytime. And so you've determined this is the number, this is the real number. And, And getting down to that real number, right? Like really knowing it, because if you don't, you're, you don't have wind in your sails, right? right? You're just, you're just kind of floating around in the ocean. You know, this reminds me, so you're using this in the context of like, are you really aligned with like what it's going to take, like, or, or to have that lifestyle, like how much it's going to take the, the opposite can also be true. And there's a parable that I'm mm. going to share that I heard one time yeah. I might a little bit, but it, I, I saw something recently let me back up. So I'm somebody who like ever since a very young age, I'm just like very achievement oriented, but so much so that I lose like very hard on myself and I will like burn myself out. And I put a ton of pressure on myself. Like you have to do this much and this much and this much to the point where I might've had a goal, like sort of somewhere in my head and I've so far surpassed it, but I'm still killing myself and like stressing out and having anxiety And I saw something one time that was like, again, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along the lines of like, without truly clarifying exactly where it is you're trying to go, you might not realize you've already arrived there. And Mm. this happened to me like a a couple years ago. I mean, I started Roof Sales Mastery in 2014 and I like, I mean, I gave it my 200% every single day. Like it was all I did. I didn't sleep. I would work for like 15 hours a day, just like, and like sales calls. I literally lost my voice, completely lost my voice for like two weeks. I couldn't make a sound. Like I had to write notes to people in my house because I could not speak. I was just like killing myself doing it. And eventually like I created a nearly million dollar online sales course business, right? And it got to a point where it was like pretty automated and I was still having like this crazy anxiety. I had already built six different programs, written an ebook, automated this huge business. And I was still having like anxiety every single day, sometimes really bad where I would have, couldn't get out of bed because I didn't feel like I was doing enough. And then finally I was like, what does that mean? Like, I remember I sat down with my journal and I'm like, what is enough for you? And then I had to literally write out to myself, like my bills are all paid. I have a shitload of money in the bank. Like I have great friendships, like a beautiful house around me, pets. I'm healthy. Like I literally have everything I need. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) right. And it reminded me of, uh, so there's this parable. And again, I'm going to do my best to repeat it. There's a small like fishing village somewhere in, in like a South American country or something like that. And there's this man and he's a a father and a, and a, a husband and he has a small like little home and he has a small boat and he goes fishing every day. He catches enough fish to go to the village and sell that and feed his family. And then that's what he does every single day. And uh, these business owners and investors come into this town on a vacation or something like that. And they, they look at his business and they're like, you're catching really good quality fish. Like, you know, if you bought 
four, two more boats, you could double how much fish you have and you hire somebody and you go into town. And then after you make a little more money, you could buy a fleet of ships and then you'd be making so many fish. You could make, uh, get like a fishing, uh, whatever, like have a huge fishing organization. You go out and you have a fleet of ships and you have a big fishery. And now you're doing like millions and blah, blah. Oh no, I'm sorry. I missed a huge, very important part of the beginning of the story. They're like, what do you like to do? And he's like, you know, I, I fish a little bit every day. I play with my kids. I siesta and I have dinner with my wife. And they're like, and so they go through this whole thing. They're like, well, you know, if you did this and this and scaled up and scaled up, scaled up, you could be a millionaire. And then by the time you're 65, you could retire and you'd have time to spend time with your kids and siesta and hang out with your wife and, and eat good food. And he's like, I'm already doing that. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. So again, I kind of messed up the parable there, but. Oh, but I heard, I've heard that one and it, it, it's so perfect. Yeah. Right. In the, in the essence of you just, you really have to have understanding of what you want. Yeah. And so now in that understanding, kind of back to the original conversation is if you have true understanding of what you want and you're, and, and you're not on your path to get there, there's that opportunity cost again. Right. And that's when you, you have to take a step back and figure out what adjustments you need to make to get back to the path that you're, that, that you're on. There is no lineal progression in business ownership, right? You would just said like, you were like working all these crazy hours, doing all this stuff. And then you come back to it and you're like, Oh, whoa. And then like you, you come back to these places and you, you come back to center sometimes. Right. And, and, and you're like, Oh, wait. Okay. Uh, now we're, we're right on, now we're on track and then you're off track again. Um, in, I talked to a lot of business owners that are always like, that are like, as soon as I get this done, this next thing done, right. I'm good. I'm like, no, you're not. Nope. <laughs> you're Never not. There is always a progression of the work that you need to do. And it may be a higher level, uh, thing that you need to do or a higher level problem that you need to solve but there will always be something for you to do. I, I know there are those, that, that there's those very few and lucky people who actually build their business and are able to completely step away and just realize the, the, the you know, the fruits of their labor. But it's, it, that takes, that, that's, that's like a, a that is a very unique place in yeah. a lot of cases, right? Even the, you know, my cousin was a CEO of a, of a publicly traded company and it's like, wow, you made it. It's like, yeah, but now I work 18 hour days, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> seven days a week. And, you know, it's like, you know, you, there's these places in life where we think, well, we made it right. But now, but I think a lot of times and we kind of put it in, into perspective a little bit, but that we, we talked about the mindset of what you, how you need to look at these investments that you're making in your business and in your life. Um, but one of the things that and I, we, we said it a little bit, but, but we, I think we skipped over it a little bit and that's just how to take these things into your own hands. Like you, how to become, how to, how to um, be responsible for what needs to be done. Taking ownership, taking ownership, right. Account being accountable to 
the 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 process and 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 fixing what's broken. I, you know, if you if you think about like what is it? What are the stats like? Like half of companies go out of business in five years. Thirty, there's only like thirty percent left after ten years of companies that started and things like that. Though that is because of a lot of the time because of lack of action on the right items. Yeah. Right. Um, or lack of action. <laughs> it's like, a, are you staying busy? Are you doing yeah. busy work all the time? Or are you making money moves? Mm. Like, you know, if let's say people focus on the wrong things sometimes. I just had an image thinking of like an analogy here. Let's say that you're in a boat and your boat has a hole in the bottom. And instead of patching the hole, you're spending all of your time taking your hands and buckets yeah. and trying to just keep the what you're not fixing the the root of your problem, right? Yeah. So like, what is the actual thing? Are you just keeping yourself busy so you feel like you're solving the problem, but you're really not solving the root? That's like being sick and I can give you medicine to solve the symptoms, but I'm not fixing the disease, right? So you have to look at your business the same way. Yeah. That's a great analogy. What are some thoughts on on, on taking a step back and looking at your business and determining what is the next thing that you should, that, that you should work on. I would say like asking yourself, let's simplify it. What is the one thing right now that is not going so well or isn't working or that you're not currently doing in your business that if you were doing that thing, yeah. it would have the biggest impact on your business today. Right. So that might be like, well, I'm not hiring anybody. I haven't hired anyone and I've reached, I can only do so much by myself as a one man show. It's like, okay, so what's the one thing you're not doing? It's like, why well, just, I keep putting off recruiting. It's like, okay, well, let's do that. It's maybe it's like, well, I've just been avoiding learning the supplement stuff because I'm not a computer guy and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so the one thing that you're doing is you're a company and you could probably increase your revenue by, 25 or 35 or 40% if yeah. you just hired somebody and invested in the training. Cause if you're not the one that's going to do it, stop being the bottleneck again, right? Hire that one person, get them the training, get your supplements going. That's the one thing that's good. Right. So whatever that is, you have to identify that as a business owner, but start there. You know, it's kind of like when you go to a conference, it's a little bit complicated to try to do everything at once. Like yeah. we all want to be masters at marketing and sales training and sales team management and infrastructure and, and blah, blah, blah. When you go to a conference and you hear 15 talks and every talk has 15 points and you're like, Oh my God. And you take all these notes. If you go home and you try to implement everything, you'll get nothing done. Nothing. But my goal is always, I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick at least one or two things from the, the conference that are really big aha moments. And I'm just going to focus on doing those, right. Or doing that one thing. And then I get somewhere. Okay. I'm kidding myself. If I'm like, I'm going to do everything I learned. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. as a business owner, do the same thing. Maybe there are a thousand things that you're like, we need to hire people and I need to outsource this and I need to learn how to do this. Okay. Well, what's the one thing right now that if you did that, that one thing would make yep. the biggest impact today or this year, do that, do that. And I have a, a a guy I'm in a mastermind group with that uh, he that's his his I've heard him say it many times about like when he goes to a conference he'll take notes on every presentation and then he spends the 
the, the following day after the conference and he, and he takes three things out of all of it. Yeah. And then he puts those in order. So he's going to complete this first, this second, and this third. And then he starts working on the first one. And, and he always just like, it's, it's accelerated his business a lot. Yeah. I think, a, I think it's funny that a lot of, uh, not, not funny. I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, contractors, business owners, they don't understand that business is hiring people. Business is hiring other, but uh, business is, is, is hiring and training, right? Like that is a major component, right? People, processes, product. If you think of like Marcus Limonis, who we saw down at roofing process, right? right? Like, you know, people process, pro- like, a lot that is what business is so if you're going if you choose to be a business owner you might want to get good at that right right finding the right talent hiring and training the right people if you're not training you're bringing in someone to train them or you're you're purchasing some training materials that that you can use to train these people um but not I, i've heard more than once Wow. Once I hired so-and-so, once I hired my production manager, man, things just took off. Right. right? Once I hired that office manager and I got to go back out in the field and sell again, boom, things took off. Um, How can roofers, roofing contractors be more in the mindset of, Hey, I, I, that's part of my business, hiring and training and and what would you say it like would ease that process for them? So, well, first of all, what was your first question for hiring and training? Like, how do they get in the mindset that this is, this is what a business owner does? I guess it's not a, really a question. It, it's what they need to do, right? So how can they get comfortable hiring and training as, as part of their business? Like, how do you find good people? How do you like, and, 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 and then training, right? You have to hire and train. That's right. what your business is really, essentially. Right. So the first thing is, I mean, when we're talking about our business specifically with roofing contractors, like a lot of these guys don't come into this as business people with business degrees, True. right? It's like, just like me, they got recruited by some crazy dude that was just like, you want to come make a million dollars? And they're like, what? You know, and you get thrown to the wolves and by some yeah. it's like Christmas miracle, you hang on and you figure out how to sell roofs. And then you're like, you're like, wow, I see a lot of inefficiencies in this company. I think I'm going to start my <laughs> right? So they go into it. And I think there's this phenomenon of like, because they had to figure out everything kind of on their own, they start their own company. And then it's just like, they're sort of hoping that they just magically find other people that are going to figure out stuff on their own. And these roles are somehow going to get like fulfilled. So hiring, like I can speak, the one thing I can speak to with hiring is for actual salespeople. Like I don't so much, uh, I don't have as much expertise in hiring people for like in-house roles, like uh, production managers and stuff like that. But to me, those are like kind of easier things to hire for because they're jobs And I'm not saying that they're like the simplest things, obviously it's still not an easy task to find good, reliable people that mesh well with your culture and like really want to do a good job and they're meticulous and, and reliable and all those things. But when it comes to hiring salespeople, I told this to to roofing contractors all the time. You have to stop looking at your company as a roofing company 
Mm-hmm. It is a sales organization. And what a sales organization is, is a recruiting organization. And it never ends. Like in Cutco, and I always reference my Cutco pass because that was like my best introduction into what direct sales really is supposed to be like if you're going to do it on a large scale. In Cutco, we ran interviews like six days a week, multiple interviews, six days a week, group interviews. Sometimes there were like 30 people in my interviews. Okay. For the sales position, we are farming people. We're hiring a shitload of people every single week. We're running training every single week. And then we rinse and we repeat it next week, next week, next week. And it's constant. Why? Because in sales, it is a revolving door. Even if you think like there's this fantasy out there that roofing contractors think, and I hear it almost every single day. I just need to find the right guys. And when I get the right, like four or five people, that's a good place for us for the next year or two. And I'm like, do you think you're just going to find the right five people and then you're done? No. Like if you want five good people to stick around this year, you're probably going to need to hire 25 or 30 people to get those. And then guess what? You're going to keep hiring constantly because this guy's going to quit. This guy's not going to, you thought he was going to be a million dollar producer and he just, slept on the job, didn't show up. This person moved, this person died, right? This person decided the job wasn't for them. This person got pregnant, whatever. So I want roofing contractors to shift into the concept that it's like, my business is a recruiting business and I'm constantly doing it. Yeah. And then reach out to other people. Like that's the advice. When, when people ask me things that is not necessarily my area of expertise, like hiring a production manager, I don't know. I've never yeah. done that. That's not like my thing. I do the sales stuff. So it's like, talk to like network, like work with your, your network of roofing contractors and say, Hey, who has a badass production manager or who has a great system that they found that they implemented to attract the perfect production manager. And like, what did you ask them? What were you looking for? Like use your network, Facebook. There's so many groups for roofing contractors out there. Make some posts, like use people who have already done the thing that you're trying to do. And, and that, that I think it doesn't just, it may be a faster turnaround on the sales side and recruiting, right? It's a faster pace uh, mm-hmm. because not everyone is, you know, is, is, is right for that sales position, but you'll allow them to try, right? <laughs> because you're not paying them a huge salary, right? So it's like, you'll, you'll, but I've, I heard this recently um, in a, in a, uh, uh, in a training that I was in, in the, or in an interview that, 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 uh, uh, that this in, in your bit, in his bit, in this guy's business, he made a, uh, he considered his whole company. He had a recruiting division. That's all they did all day. Every day was recruiting. Yes. Not just for sales positions for all positions. And then he created a, a kind of a, a path of, of, of upward mobility in his company where they recruited for maybe more lower end positions that could potentially turn into so like a, a job site supervisor that then can turn into a production manager, right? And there's a path from here to here, right. but, but they're always hiring on the kind of on the bottom of the, of, of the, you know, uh, of it and building people into those roles Right. And, and and the same thing with the salespeople, like you're, you're constantly trying to find the right person. 
people aren't married to you for they're they're not tied to your company forever. Right. You don't you don't own your employees. And they're not as invested. <laughs> like that's the other thing. They're not as invested in your company's success no. as you are. Right. Never. So, so you always have to be. So thinking of that, I think that's just a good way to frame it is, is you're a recruiting company. You're a sales recruiting company. You're, it, there's every part of your business you're recruiting, you're always recruiting for. And I think with that mindset, you may get past the, oh no, we need someone now. Right. right. I, I think of it in, in terms of marketing too. Like if you're doing social media for your company or you do, you're, you're marketing your the the culture of your team the culture of your business to attra- to constantly attract people so that when you need someone they're like oh man really you're hiring i'd love right. to work at your company right. right like it's a it's so it, having that ongoing thing and then like you're saying with just ongoing training too so you do have to have the recruiting but then you have to try to make these people successful in the roles that you hired them for Right. You may find Definitely. that that someone uh, starts off in sales, but maybe they're better on the production side. Maybe they're right. better as a as a sales manager. Maybe they're better as a, as a as a as an office manager. There's lots of ways to get to those people. You know, and something you said a minute ago, you said uh, people, processes, and pro- product. Yep, that's Marcus Lemonis. Yeah, the profit. Right. Yeah. So. I, when I said a few minutes ago, I was like, all these roofing, not all these roof, roofing contractors, but so many roofing contractors so many. are like, yep. we just need to find the right people. And yes. they, what they're doing is they're using this crutch of like, well, when we find the right salespeople that can just pick up the job, they'll stick around, right? Or mm-hmm. if we just find the right production manager that just gets it, then they'll stick around. We're forgetting that your job is to first have processes in place for everybody to increase your retention and ensure that they can do the job. I always use this example of the bakery, but I'm gonna continue to use it because it's the easiest one. Let's say instead of running a roofing company, you're running a bakery, okay? And you have no plan, no recipes whatsoever, but you kind of know what goes in cookies. So you're like, yeah, uh, we've got flour and chocolate chips and there's butter and stuff like that. And we have an oven. I think we're good. Now we just need to find the right people who know how to bake and blah, blah, blah. And then we're going to have a bakery. Good luck. You might get super lucky. Like, let's put this in the in, in terms of the roofing company now. You might get super lucky and hire a Becca Switzer back in like 2010 that just somehow figured it out despite yeah. all odds, right? It's like somehow figured it out or, you know, so many people do, but it's, you cannot scale your company that way when you're losing great candidates who would be great bakers if you just handed them a recipe. So they need to come to your company and you go, we've got the recipe. We just need people who are, you know, have good attention to detail, could follow directions and like, can take, be creative and like make their own spin on things and eventually get with creative recipes and stuff like that. Okay. So, but instead these roofing companies are starting their businesses and then they're just like hiring people and they're like, okay, well, the point is we're just supposed to sell roofs. So go figure it out, knock doors. It's a numbers game. Right. Or like you're the production manager now, good luck. You're the sales manager, drive sales. And they give them zero processes, zero tools, zero systems. And they wonder why 
their company's not doing as well as they want. Their turnover is high. So your job is to have the bones. It's like having the car already built. The people are the gas. You're just putting them in there. They're the ones that are going to push the pedal and they're going to fill the fuel tank, but don't expect them to build the car. You have to build the car. That's awesome. That's exactly like, that's a great analogy. And, and that's what it's going to take. Invest in yourself, invest in your business, build the car now because it won't get built if you don't do it now. There is a huge opportunity cost down the road for not doing the right things now. But it's an investment. Everything in business is an investment. There's going to be risk involved in your business. You're never going to know 100%. But that's why when, if, if you do it right and execute properly, you win, right? That's where the rewards come in that allow you to, to, to have the goal to accomplish those goals that you really well define, whether it's your time, money, whatever your actual goals are. If you do the right things now, don't wait. Don't wait. This has been another episode of the Roofing Success Podcast. If you would like to generate more sales through your digital marketing efforts, please visit roofermarketers.com and get a copy of the book, Internet Marketing for Roofing Contractors, How to Triple Your Sales and Turn Your Roofing Website into an Online Lead Generation Machine. Also, check the training section of the website for guides on everything from running effective pay-per-click ads to how to properly set up your Google My Business listing. This has been another episode of the Roofing Success Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.